Hello, and welcome to The Vice Week, the weekly podcast from Redpick Insight. I'm editor Reed Miller. With me today, we have editor Marion Webb and our UK-based reporter, Barnaby Pickering. So let's start with Barnaby. Now, Barnaby, this week you talked to a company called Procerian, which is a US-based startup that's started inhuman trials of its percutaneous mechanical circulatory support device for patients with cardiorenal syndrome. Now, what is cardiorenal syndrome? So cardiorenal syndrome is a really tricky subset of heart failure. Pro-Syrian CEO Eric Fain explained it as a vicious cycle. First, you have heart failure, which leads to decreased cardiac output. This then reduces blood flow to the kidneys, and because the kidneys are a pressure-driven organ, they cannot produce as much urine as needed to keep fluid balance within the body. At the same time, the kidneys are experiencing a lower blood flow, so they then trigger the body via the renin-angiotensin system to retain sodium and fluid. This leads to an increase in blood volume, which then overloads the heart further, making everything much worse. Okay, so how does their device help? So the device that they created is called Aortics, and it works by sitting between the heart and the kidneys in the descending aorta. A portion of this descending blood flow enters the pump where it is accelerated and then ejected downstream. This accelerated blood dissipates some of its energy to the rest of the flow, resulting in a net increase in both aortic flow velocity and pressure. Because the flow velocity and pressures are increased, the kidneys no longer react as if they are in a low-pressure system. Fain explained that it allows kidneys to ratchet down this neurohormonal system and prevent the retention of sodium and fluid. Therefore, over time, the patient will decongest, relieving the pressure on their heart. Okay, so they've launched this trial. Now, what is that trial going to look for? The trial is measuring a number of criteria. Firstly, it's obviously looking at safety, both indirect and direct adverse events. Secondly, it is going to be looking at some physiological measurements, such as urine output, brain natriuretic, peptide levels, and congestion, as measured by a pulmonary artery catheter. In total, 45 patients will be enrolled into this study, and the study is expected to be completed by June 2022. Okay, well, that's a great piece about a potentially very important technology. Thanks for that. I think everybody will want to read that. Now, let's go to Marion. Marion, this week you wrote about two very different British companies that both uh, announced some good news this week. Yes, sweet. So Onward made news this week with its third breakthrough device designation from the FDA for its ARC-IM therapy. And that's a spinal stimulation therapy that aims to restore movement and improve the quality of life for people with spinal cord injuries. So what can you tell us about the most recent breakthrough device designation? So the latest breakthrough device designation was for its implantable platform for blood pressure and trunk control. The CEO, Dave Marver, told me that both blood pressure and trunk control affect 75% and 80% of people with spinal cord injuries, respectively. And conventional treatment options, namely drug therapy for orthostatic hypotension, which is caused by blood vessels failing to constrict when a person stands up, is just not a good situation. He said when people change body positions, say in the morning when they first get out of bed, they really need help sitting up right away, and that's what neurostimulation can provide. Similarly, restoring trunk control to help people move forward and reach or move back are also important considerations that the therapy can help with. Okay, so now that the company has that breakthrough designation, what is their next uh, big step? Yeah, so the CEO expects that the device will require pre-market approval from the FDA, and that means more studies. So they'll embark on multi-center feasibility studies and then a pivotal trial. 
Okay, well, that's definitely a very exciting technology, and I know you'll keep an eye on that. Now, the other UK-based company you talked to was Quanta, and they also have big news this week. Yeah, so Quanta is a hemodialysis company that received 510K clearance on Christmas Day, as the CEO John Miller told me. And this week they announced they raised $245 million in a Series D funding round, which according to the company is the largest private funding round for a dialysis company in history. All right, so what can you tell us about what they're going to do with that money? So um, the CEO said that what makes the company's SC Plus system different from competitive products is that it's portable and small and easy to use, yet equally powerful as some of the larger traditional hemodialysis systems. So far, the company has received FDA clearance to market the device for use in acute and chronic care facilities, but the company really hopes to bring the device into patients' homes. So Millet said that the pandemic allowed Quanta to really showcase its strengths, namely to support the NHS in the UK when they had equipment and staffing shortages to look after kidney failure patients in the ICU. And he pointed out that they were able to train critical care nurses to operate the device in less than six hours or just under six hours, whereas conventional systems take 24 to 48 hours to train health professionals. He said that the lessons of the pandemic will be long remembered and it catalyzed more openness to doing things differently. And there's a push to bring hemodialysis devices into patients' homes. Yeah, that's right, Marion. Um, that's a very exciting company. And I know you'll definitely continue to follow that. Thanks, Reed. And you also wrote about another fast-growing company, Paratherapeutics. They also had a big week. And what can you tell us about it? Yeah, that's right. So Pair, which is trying to pioneer a technology platform that they call Prescription Digital Therapeutics, just announced an agreement to go public via merger with a special purpose acquisition company, or SPAC. Uh, the SPAC is called Thimble Point Acquisition. The equity value of that deal is worth a total of about $1.6 billion, which is a little less than 10 times the revenue that the company expects to have in 2023. Uh, the net proceeds from the company will be uh, for the company will be about four hundred million dollars. As you've written quite a bit about, we've seen a number of these SPAC deals lately. Now, ThimblePoint was formed just earlier this year by some investors in Connecticut connected to billionaire Karen Pritzker. They weren't particularly focused on buying just a digital health company. Their prospectus says that they would look at any company that is using digital health technology to change an industry that has traditionally been slow to change. So Pair is definitely trying to do that. Their prescription digital therapeutics, which they call PDT, are trying to change how behavioral health is delivered. And clearly that's a traditionally slow moving field. So it definitely fits that bill. So what are PDTs exactly? Well, you know, at first look, they appear just to be kind of iPhone apps that give people advice and tell them how to track their progress. And if that's all they did, that would still be very helpful um, for a lot of the people with these behavioral health conditions that are hard to treat. But the company envisions a whole lot more. The PDT also collects real world data that the clinicians and the payers and the health systems, as well as the user, can use to work on their condition and contribute to larger research on population health management. So far, Pair has three products commercialized. Two of them are for specific kinds of substance abuse issues, and a third one is for chronic insomnia. And they have all been cleared 
by the FDA to make specific claims. So right there, that sets them apart from a lot of the, the consumer-facing apps. They are only available through doctors with a prescription. So, you know, they're not just marketing to everybody. This is a very specific kind of application. What will the company do with all this funding? Well, they have big plans to continue commercializing the three apps they have already. Plus, they've got another 14 in the pipeline that they've disclosed so far. And they eventually said that they would expect they would have more than 100 and PDTs, not just theirs, but other companies, would just become a big part of how healthcare is delivered. Now, their initial focus has been on behavioral health because that really lends itself to this kind of application. But they are also working on PDTs to help people with chronic pain. They've got one on IBS in the works. There's even cardiovascular disease, cancer, and a whole lot more. I interviewed Paris CEO, Corey McCann, and he is very confident that PDTs are going to be a major part of how healthcare is delivered in the future, and they are trying to create this market. There's obviously a lot of interest in this idea from investors, at least. The emergence of cloud computing, machine learning, et cetera, has led to the creation of all kinds of new tools that can connect patients to their physicians and collect a whole lot of data that previously couldn't be tracked or just wasn't tracked. And the pandemic has shown us some of the potential advantages of remote monitoring and telehealth. So we'll see more and more companies trying to apply these kind of digital technologies to healthcare and potentially making it more cost-effective in the long run. You can read about Pear, Procerion, and Onward in medtechinsight.com. We also have a whole lot more coverage in, of emerging digital health companies and technology right now, including our monthly wrap-up, That makes it easy to catch up on the most important digital health news in that space. As always, we have all the latest coverage from regulatory agencies around the world, including coverage of the progress in Congress of bills to make telehealth more accessible for Medicare beneficiaries and a lot more. You can follow us on Twitter at medtech underscore insight. I'm at medtech Marion, that's spelled M-A-R-I-O-N. Barnaby is at medtech Barney, B-A-R-N-Y. And Reed is at medtech Reed with two E's. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. <laughs>